Today's episode of Let Fear Bounce is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and I am so glad that you are spending just a small part of your day today with me and my special guest, V.S. Holmes. They have written a great series with the last book being Heretics, which received a five-star review from Publishers Weekly. V.S. Holmes is an international best-selling sci-fi fantasy author. They created the Nell Bentley books and the Blood of Titan series. And I am so excited to have you on today. V.S., thank you so much for joining me. Now, sci-fi, I don't know a whole lot about and we were talking off mic a little bit about that. I had to ask you a couple questions about it. So my first, well, my first thing is welcome, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. I'm so happy to have you as a guest. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. So sci-fi, and I know that there is a large following for it. It just happens to be something I don't read much of. So could you explain just a little bit to our listenership? What is sci-fi fantasy? So sci-fi and fantasy both sort of follow under the larger umbrella of speculative fiction. And that, I mean, like you said, it encompasses a huge variety of stories and really focuses on worlds that aren't quite ours, whether that's because they're not in the same place, they're in a completely made up universe, or maybe they're not in the same time, or perhaps it deals with technology or powers that, at least as far as we know, um, aren't present in our current world. I like how you said worlds that aren't quite ours. Aren't quite, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Slightly to I the left. <laughs> now, see, I have, now, so I'm going to toss another question at you. I, I, am, I have years of these little mini stories that I've put together that are about my dog and the critters that live in the woods, along mm-hmm. with the wood sprites. Oh, wonderful. So, and it is quite a wonderful little world. It actually <laughs> is because... <laughs> Because it's calm and a peaceful place to be. Um, but, so not like ours. <laughs> would that be consi- yeah, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> would that be considered? Sure. I mean, so within speculative fiction, you know, we, we have science fiction, which, you know, tends towards actual science and technology tends to be a little bit more futuristic. And then fantasy, which, you know, a lot of people think of more like magical, um, typically not our world at all or definitely very different from ours. And then within those two, there's also um, magical realism, which is very similar to our world, but has a little tinge of magic and is uh, typically written by colonized cultures. And then for those of us who are not colonized cultures, we have fabulism. And I think that's where, where your stories with your wood sprites might fall. Fabulism. Fabulism, which is a great that, word. <laughs> I was going to say, that is an awesome word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about this, the books that you write. Now, I know you just have the, the latest mm-hmm. that was, you received a five-star review from Publishers Weekly. That is incredibly awesome. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It was, it was quite, um, quite an honor, um, you know, especially as, a, as an indie author. A lot of times we don't get necessarily the same opportunities. And, you know, a lot of marginalized folks do tend towards indie publishing because it's, it's easier to get our, our feet in the door. And so to see that, and especially with, with the book Heretics, which um, 
you know, I wrote during a very hard time. It was a, a pandemic book and also in, in the wake of my father's death. And so seeing, you know, a book that felt like it was like ripped out of me in, in a lot of ways, received that acclaim was was really huge. Um, but no, I, I do dabble in both fantasy and sci-fi. Um, my two series are very different from each other in voice and in content. Um, I, I guess I just can't help myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting, though, that you can go from one type to another type. I mean, that's, you know, obviously it's a very, very creative mind you've got going on there. <laughs> well, it, it's when write... I get sick of one. I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> So when you're writing, do the stories come to you, you know, like the characters, their names, their characteristics, what they look like, you know, do, how do they, how does all of that come to you? Often, you know, and, and writing series is a little tricky because the later books, you know, are very dependent on, on the first few. But when I get that initial inspiration for a new project, it is typically just a single scene. Um, maybe there, there's a moment of, of conflict or it's some really snappy dialogue, but it's it's just a single distilled scene. And when I write it down, then I start asking myself questions. And as I answer those questions, the rest of the story sort of unfolds. So in the case of my Star's Edge Nell Bentley books, my, my sci-fi series, the book opens, the first book, Travelers, opens with a scene where the character Nell Bentley steps onto her her amazing site that she's worked you know her butt off to, to get permits for and everything only to find it vandalized and uh you know she she has a very short temper anyways but she just flies off the handle and you know she's trying to figure out you know who would do this she's pretty sure she knows and that was the very first scene of the entire series actually um typically the first scene in the book is not the first one i write so that was sort of a, an aberration but that that really opened the story for me and opened her character. You know, I got to see her get so angry. And then of course I had to ask myself, okay, so why did they vandalize the site? And why is she so angry about it? And maybe they had a point in vandalizing the site. And that that was really where that that book first started. And I think for, for the most part, all of my, my newer projects as well, it's, it's a single scene with one or two characters and it just unfolds from there. I think that's, I find it all fascinating because I know how, how things, you know, come about in my own brain. And a lot of times it might just be where I, it's a, it's something I see, I'm, you know, yeah. physically viewing it. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, well, what if? Yeah. <laughs> what if? I love that question. <laughs> you know, what, what if I toss that in there, you know, and then I have to, and I'm always, these always come to me when I'm out walking my dog. And that's my favorite place to be is out in the woods and out in the fields with my dog. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of my things come to me. And I'll get back to the house and like, I have to hurry up and get on my computer or I grab the nearest tablet, which I have tablets all throughout my house. I'll grab the nearest tablet and start writing down, <laughs> you know, those amazingly brilliant thoughts that I just had. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I, I usually get those ideas when I'm driving, um, which you, you can't. I mean, with voice to text and stuff now, that's right. that's a lot easier. Um, but no, I have an entire messenger conversation between two of my Facebook accounts, you know, my, my, my private one and, and my right. author one. <laughs> so it's always just like this garbled voice to text because it never gets the character names right. Right. Um, and then I have to decipher it later. I'm like, God, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then sometimes it might take you in a totally different direction. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You you completely misinterpret what, what you said, but it ends up yeah. being a better idea anyway. So. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, I'm arguing with myself on what I wrote. You know, <laughs> yeah. Me, myself, and I, I've got, I've got us all confused. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
exactly. So when did your writing journey start? When did you feel that you needed, that you had this story that you had to get out? Like a lot of authors, you know, I've, I've always told myself stories. I've always written, um, you know, I had a very isolated, lonely childhood. And so that was sort of a way to keep myself company and, and to make friends for myself. And, and also, you know, as like a weird kid to see stories where kids like myself or people like myself were actually in the books or, you know, not, not the villains or anything. So, you know, like that, that started at, at a young age, but I first started taking it seriously, you know, in, in a professional capacity partway through undergrad. Cause I guess I didn't have enough things to do. <laughs> my, my homework may have suffered for this. And that's when I, I really started to work on, um, the, the Blood of Titans world, which was the, the first series that, that I wrote was was fantasy. So that was a, maybe a, a bad decision with, with the timing. Um, but, you know, I, I just couldn't, like you said, I just couldn't help but get that story out. And um, I haven't looked back since. I, I love hearing authors' journeys of, you know, mm -hmm. where they started, why they started, you know, why they write what they write. And there's always, there's always a backstory I think for any creative, yeah, there is a backstory because I've found that most creatives have went through something mm -hmm. either traumatizing or something that held them back for a long time until they were able to personally dig into it and bust out of it. You had mentioned as you were talking, you had an isolated childhood, a lonely childhood, and then you called yourself a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I own it. So, <laughs> hey, own it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You know, my, my, uh, I've got friends and family that, that they will say with the tone, you know, Kim, you are so unique. And I'll be like, yes, I uh -huh. am. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> I had, I had a former friend at one point who told me, uh, it was sort of a, a, I was confiding in her some, some dating mishaps. And she goes, you know, you, you're just not picket fence material. <laughs> and, you know, I, I thought it was hysterical. And then she wrote this really long thing afterwards being like, look, I, I didn't mean it in an insulting way. I meant that like, you're just cool. And someone is gonna, I'm like, it's fine. Like, you're fine. It's, I got it. You're okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I've never heard that. You're not picket fence not material. Picket fence. Of course, I sent her back like a really weird face being like, what do you mean I'm not picket fence material? <laughs> With this? <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. If you weren't writing, mm -hmm. what do you think you'd be doing? Well, see, that's that's sort of an easy question for me because like a lot of authors, you know, I, I still have a day job um, and I'm lucky in that I adore my day job. So I would probably still just be doing my, my day job and have a lot more time for hobbies um, instead of instead of writing. And, and my day job is as an archeologist, so. Archeologist? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That is, I, well, I don't think I've ever met an archaeologist, so this is cool. <laughs> so have you, have you traveled a lot for that? Yeah, so I, I don't travel quite so much uh, these days. I'm a little bit closer to home, um, but I've traveled all throughout New England and also dug in Greece. I, I'm, I'm very lucky in that I get to travel. I get to see all these inspirational places and talk about weird like the stuff you see when you're in these remote areas the people you meet um the people that you work with <laughs> um it's, it's it's really really cool so i i have traveled a little bit but lately i'm just mostly new england based so what is it that you're digging up 
<laughs> so uh, what I do is contract archaeology. So before they improve roads or uh, power lines or pipelines, to be more controversial, uh, we go through first and we make sure that if there is anything there that it won't be impacted or if we do really think it will be impacted, uh, try and mitigate that impact and work with the tribes and hopefully come to some sort of resolution. What's the coolest thing that you've found? Well, cool cool is a little subjective, um, but <laughs> one, of, one of the neatest things for me, you know, like every artifact that we uncover is an incredibly profound experience to hold something that, you know, hasn't been touched in, in thousands of years. But one of the cooler things was several years ago, I was working up in the White Mountains doing a rescue archaeology project. So this little B&B &B had to put in a, a new septic tank and it was on a known uh, Paleolithic site. So we went in over like a, a four day weekend basically to get as many artifacts out of the ground as we could because we knew it was going to be put in and we we just had to had to save what was there and during that i found a stone knife made out of rhyolite and because we excavated it carefully using rubber gloves i was able to do protein residue analysis on the edge so that sees um what type of creature it might have been used on and um, this is actually something that happens and, it's, and inspires some events in Travelers as well. But that knife came back positive for bear DNA. So it was used to, to clean a bear hide and uh, it was 13,000 years old. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. That, it's, yeah. it's fascinating mm -hmm. you know, to think that you're, you're touching a whole nother world really. Yeah, yeah. And to, to think like, you know, those people had many of the same concerns that that we do how am i going to you know feed and clothe my family what is the next year going to bring what's the weather going to be like and you know that they sat in that same spot at, at some point touching that same tool and that that was very very impactful that would be yeah amazing that's amazing stuff so where do you see yourself on your journey whether it's with archaeology or writing or both do you mix those two together I do. <laughs> I do. Um, I mean, the, the easy answer is with the, the sci-fi series because, you know, N Nell Bentley is, is also an archaeologist, though she works in more of the academic sector. And then, of course, she gets to go to space and I haven't been able to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that that's a lot, you know, closer related. But I use a lot of the things that the, the skills that I've developed as an archaeologist in writing, you know, world building. I have a few little pieces of the scene and now I have to build an entire world. I, I have a few artifacts and now I have to build an entire story for, for what I think happened here. So, you know, th those are definitely closely tied and, and I would like to be both writing and, and digging still in five years, though I'm getting a little ready to be a bit more sedentary. You know, we just got a house, we just moved. And um, though, though I love digging, I think I would like to do it on a little bit slower, <laughs> slower pace. Um, not quite so many crazy hotel parking lot drinking parties. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what archaeologists yes. really do. <laughs> now <Yes>. we know. <laughs> there's, there's a sort of an old joke, which is, do we dig in the dirt because we drink so much? Or do we drink so much because we dig in the dirt? It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> Do you have other ideas that are always kind of floating in the back of your mind about something new that you could start writing about? Or do you kind of intertwine some of your books, not series, but if you've got this series and this series, do characters show up in the in each other? I, I do love Easter eggs, um, though, because they're, they're very different worlds. There's not um, 
you know, any, I'll, I guess I'll say canon, <laughs> yeah. though I'm the author, so it's all canon. There's no, like, true canon crossovers. Um, however, both my main characters at one point use a very similar alias. Uh, that was sort of like a little nod to, to, to myself. Um, so, so there's that. And then I do want to sort of explore a bit more corners of the Star's Edge universe and, you know, see maybe some other characters and, and some other aspects of that world. There are two more books in the series, so there will be a total of six. I'm working on Fugitives, which is number five right now. So that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see the series end. Um, a, little, a little bittersweet, but, you know, I think, um, I think it's time to maybe explore some new things. I would like to return also to my, my fantasy world at some point with sort of a, uh, a prequel set of books, potentially. But I also have some some new projects, like like you said, little ideas floating around. I, I have yeah. a scraps folder on, on my computer. And there's a few projects in the scraps folder that have, you know, un unbeknownst to me, suddenly become like 30,000 words long, um, <laughs> aren't, aren't really scraps anymore. <laughs> um, and that's a lot more like dark um, gothic romance sort of stuff, totally different world, unrelated. And I think that'll be really fun to dive into because I've I've been enmeshed in both the Blood of Titans world and the Star's Edge world for almost a decade. I think it's time to try something new. So with your characters, do you use do you use characteristics from people that you've seen or you know in any of your characters? Oh, of course not. Um <laughs> As she says no, I, sarcastically. I, 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 I totally do. Um, you know, it, it's a lot more obvious probably in, in the uh, in the archaeology. Um, I, I do have a note at the beginning of, of those books saying like, hey, if you recognize some of your stories uh, that you may have told me during those those parking lot shenanigan nights, um, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of anecdotes, which like, Funnily enough, you know, that whole like fact is stranger than fiction, a lot of stuff, you know, people wouldn't believe it, just the situations that, that we often find ourselves in. So there, there's definitely some real inspiration, maybe some like not so great bosses make <laughs> appearances. <laughs> I, I do like out of a, an abundance of caution, I suppose, I, I do try not to kill off anyone who's like named after real people. Um, that just feels like, like bad bad juju, um, bad mojo there. So I love, <laughs> I love that. And you became so contrite. I do try hard not to kill off some of the people. <laughs> I'm like that. racking my brain trying to remember like, okay, like have I though? Oh, um, yeah. Now you have to remember, oh God, yeah. have I killed off any of my old bosses? <laughs> and I, I do also like speaking of, of killing people off, um, I do have in both series a little like prize for some of my advanced readers um where they can get written in as a character you know sort of like a side character and i've done that with um Hylier in the blood of titans books and then uh tira i believe is her name in um the the star's edge books and both of them were like you mean you try not to kill me off i'm like okay i won't i won't kill you off but that's you that's really <laughs> It's hard when the, the, the body count starts racking up, you know. <laughs> well, that's cool that you said, as you said, you know, some of your advanced readers, you will, they will become a character in your book. That's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. 
it's it's fun and it's a fun challenge for me too because it's like how how do i make this this person feel like them but you know also sort of a, a distinct character and, right. and we work them into the into the plot somehow so and then on their end they're like i'm in a book yeah <laughs> yep. i'm a character in a book that's exciting that would be really yeah, exciting it's, for it's them. fun it's fun so where can people find you? Are you on, on social media? Where can they find you and, and your books and all kinds of, all, all of that stuff? <laughs> um, I'm definitely on, on social media, probably not as, as much as I, I used to be. I'm on Facebook sometimes. I'm on Instagram uh, and I'm on uh, Twitter. So VS underscore Holmes for those. And I'm most verbose on Twitter. So I guess that's, that's your content warning. And um, I, I have my website, which is vsholmes.com. And actually, if you go there, you can get a free copy of Disciples, which is a Nell Bentley prequel, or The Tempest, which takes place within the Blood of Titans world, but isn't really related to any of the characters there, um, to see if you like my writing and if it's sort of your thing. Uh, so you can go there and check those things out as well. Awesome. And all of that stuff, folks, all you out there listening, I will have that in the show notes. So you'll be able to easily click on it and then check her out at your leisure. Check out some of her great stuff that she's written and trying to fit, try to, I think it'd be kind of fun to figure out, all right, if she wrote this character, if this is about a real person or if she made this person up. Because now that we've, <laughs> now that we've chatted and some folks have listened to you, we've got a little bit of your inside scoop yeah. <laughs> on how you came up with some of your characters. <laughs> so outside of writing, and then of course, you know, your job, your, your day job of archaeology outside of that what is it that you like to do what what do you do that's just for you just for me I adore gardening um I love walking my dog um he's he's a very very good boy he's right here <laughs> what kind of dog and do you have he's a uh, lab rottweiler mutt so he, he just looks like a really beefed up jacked white lab so awesome he's he's great he's he's my little shadow and um, yeah, I, I love gardening. I love, uh, you know, making things out of, of bones and dead things. Of course. Um, so those those are really my, my things. And um, I'm also getting a little bit more into video games, which is something I never got exposed to as a kid. So that's that's been kind of fun to touch on that side of nerdiness. Well, it feels it, it would almost feel like you're jumping in kind of to the stories mm -hmm. that you write. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's I'm a big believer in, in consuming all sorts of stories you know, with audiobooks, movies, traditional books, and, and, and video games. I, I think it's great to have so many different ways to experience other people's stories. Yeah, because everybody has one. Mm -hmm. Very true. Everybody has one. All right, now I'm going to bounce back to your dog. Um, <laughs> He's also on Instagram. So <laughs> if you guys want the dog pictures, you can go there. So is my dog. That's, <laughs> see, that's why I want to get there, because I love my dog. Um, mine is a uh, Belgian Malinois Mastiff mix. Oh wow! And big he's, guy. He, he's he's a he's um healthy. He's a healthy guy. <laughs> <laughs> My, um... He was a rescue. Um, oh, I got him, got him about three years ago. And prior to him, I had uh, one. His name was Digger. He was <laughs> a Lab Shepherd mix, and he was a rescue nice. as well. Yeah. So yeah, I adore my dogs. They are. I, I love the mixes. They're they've always got the the best of both worlds. I feel so. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But yeah, you were saying that yours is your little shadow. My mine yeah. is too. My little ninety pound shadow. <laughs> 
it's it's funny you say Mastiff. My my spouse's mom was head of Mastiff Rescue in Ohio State for years and years, um, and they had like many many mastiffs in their house at, at one point. Just like that's that's like having a herd of horses in your kitchen. <laughs> I just love them though because their their heads are so big. Yeah. You know, they're just and I look at them I'm like you're just a big galoot, aren't you? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and they're they're so, you know, quiet and and docile and and just I mean, at least, you know, if they've if they've been treated right, of course. Right. They like to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I found that with with my my guy's name his name is Dexter. He doesn't have the big mastiff head. He's more of the Malinois-looking mm-hmm. head, but the coloring and the bulkiness more yeah. of a mastiff. He's a very unique-looking dog is what he is. But I have found that he's either, when he's up and he's outside, we're out in the woods in the field, super high prey drive. He's after mm-hmm. everything. But then when we're home, drinks some water, <laughs> and he sleeps for four or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> just just a throw pillow with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And a tail. Yep. So <laughs> it constantly wags because he's just a happy, happy, happy guy. <laughs> yeah, I I love it because like Rory, he'll, you know, someone knocks on the door or like he he sees something and he has this deep guttural like hellhound growl bark and he sounds so evil. And then, you know, of course, like the, the door opens and he's just like, oh, hi, hi, oh, friend. And it's like, okay, at least you sound mean. That's how my dog is. I'm like, boy, you've got a really good big boy bark. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter who it is, the UPS guy, right. the FedEx guy. As soon as I open the door, he's like, oh, human, yeah. <laughs> oh, a burglar is so great. I need it. Yeah, Dexter has been known to jump right in the UPS truck. <laughs> and I'll just be like, buddy, they don't need help today. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah, dogs are great. They, I couldn't imagine my life with, without having one romping around the house. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they are little rays of sunshine. My, my friend always says she's, she has two Pyrenees right now. And um, she always says, you know, they're, they're so good. We just, we just don't deserve them. I don't know what we did to deserve them, but. <laughs> You're right. You're right. We don't deserve them because they are, they're just pure joy and love. Yeah. And the world needs so much more of that. <laughs> so much more. So I'm like, you know, if, if everybody could just be dogs. Right. <laughs> What's that? Isn't there a bumper sticker which is, you know, be 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 the person your dog thinks you are? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's actually it should be mm-hmm. that should be everywhere. It should be slapped up everywhere. Not just on the bumpers of cars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. It's been so enjoyable chatting with you today. I am so happy and thankful that you joined me on Let Fear Bouts today and and you shared a little bit about your journey. I'm looking well, forward to you. seeing seeing what else you have coming about in the future and folks me too (laughs) you too yeah Yeah. because i don't know what it'll be but (laughs) that's the fun of it though that's the fun of it so you can delve into your scrap folder and pull something out and say you know what by golly that's actually brilliant (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what it is we'll see what it is we'll see what it is All right. Thanks again for joining me today. This has been a true pleasure. And for all of you out there listening to this episode of Let Fear Bounce, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so others can enjoy it as well. VS, thank you so much once again for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. This has been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody out there listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Be well, stay well, and be blessed.